not last week? Anybody here last week? Praise the Lord. Been a lot of campaigns since last Sunday. So uh, we, uh, we touched on the animal kingdom. I know we touched about Genesis 9, 1 through 3, did we not? Isaiah 11, 6 through 9, how that uh, sin had uh, infected and uh, that uh, in the millennium, when Jesus comes and establishes down uh, with a lion and that a child could uh, as it were uh, uh, be in safety and uh, that there be no problem there we go there be no problem uh, in the uh, uh, in the conflict or the turmoil between uh, the uh, creature so we want to talk and in, in to draw this conclusion this morning on the race of mankind Jeremiah 17 9 uh, someone like to read that for The word of God, what the problem of this world is, and some of the remedies that, and the changes that will transpire. Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitfully above all things. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Okay, this, this is what's happened to man. He's infected with a deadly spiritual disease that has caused an entire... Uh, vanity, absolutely uh, total uh, incapacitation and uh, this doesn't mean that man shouldn't uh, live and do the best he can, but it means that in his own uh, measure, he is far short of God's purpose and God's standard. Ephesians 4.18. Alienated from the life of... all-out war against God. That's what the word enmity means. While we're putting on a facade of neutrality and, and well, we're just not really... We have cannons in our spiritual being that are firing off shots, total fusillade against God's purpose and His, His blessing and all that He ordains. That's what the Word of God says about us. Romans 8, 7, and 8. Okay, now we want to... Uh, just touch and, and draw this conclusion on the scope of it, and that is the 
so we're going to be confronted with sin until Jesus comes, and uh, you might as well get, get used to it. So you see, uh, simply getting saved does not mean that you're not ever again going to have any problem. As a matter of fact, we're going we're to get into this morning, uh, sometimes your, your problems just begin. In other words, the warfare gets out open then, and uh, God begins to move in you, and uh, then the enemy begins to expose himself for what he really is. Uh, it's important that you understand that, and then you'll never be... Uh, defeated or frustrated when the devil begins to operate oppress, he begins to accuse you and uh, he begins to, to try to sway you from the thing that God has done. We have that treasure in earthen vessels. What that means is that this is a this is a earthbound, fragile, earth-oriented, uh, spoiled, this world-aligned uh, uh, vessel. This is what this natural man is. Excuse me. Earthen vessels. This treasure of God, as it were, in an old clay jar. It bears all the marks of the earth. Remember that. You need to underline that. Will help you when you get in trouble. When the devil comes, fires his shot into your mind, a doubt, fear, defeat, discouragement, accusation, failure, comes and says, Randy Foster, I know what you are. But on a front, have coolidge, you smile all the time, I know what you are. We have to say it. We, we do too. We know what we Thank God that God has not left us with the consequences of that. But the answer is Jesus Christ and His wonderful love. We carry this glorious grace of God's redemption around in earthen vessels. See you. And this is this why people see uh, that are that are that are against opposed to God. That are still in warfare in their minds. And uh, and so they see somebody in the church and say, I know so and so, and uh, he did this or they did that. Well, uh, that's where it's possible because they are earthen vessels. Any doubt about that? But I don't know what they say they. Well, so does God. Even the church is not a department store where merchandise is ribbon and packaged and put on display. It's a hospital where hopeless cases are being resurrected. Glory to God. The body tender shop where legal wrecks are being straightened out and new parts are being added to them and God's putting them back in operating condition for eternity. Are you with me? So when somebody comes and says, well, uh, I know uh, somebody that they lost their temper. Well, that's entirely possible. <laughs> <laughs> Amen? Anybody here with a job? I don't know if it's possible. Somebody here 
don't repent of that. But they thank God. The scripture is just filled. What am I doing? Mike's off. It's off? Cutting off and on? Let's see. What does that mean? <laughs> the battery. Gary Riley just left. Uh, Bill, see if you can find me a battery back.
my daddy uh, used to uh, whip me with a stick when I was small, and so that's the reason I go out and fornicate now. We were from a poor family, and uh, we, didn't, we didn't have any clothes or enough food, so that's why I see now. See, that's dishonesty. But when we get honest with God and say, God, this is what we are. And when we make a mistake, then God comes on the scene and does his thing. But that, that problem is not solved completely until Jesus comes. Salvation brings an answer that begins to work in us to fulfill God's purpose and his working with us. But, but uh, you need to understand that that problem is not solved until Jesus comes. First Corinthians 10, 11 through 13. to do strange things with your imagination with uh, he can take circumstances and blow them completely out of proportion and we very often pray for counsel with people and deal with people who through some simple circumstance uh, the enemy has uh, has gained a a, a, a foothold on their mind and uh, and totally has blown out of proportion the circumstances and the events or begins to oppress uh, and I've gone through this and uh, uh, probably four or five times in the last 23 years. And then, and then, and then, and, and, and you just almost, you lose your balance because uh, of uh, things that are brought to your mind. And uh, so, but in, in standing with the Word of God and standing with what God is doing, then uh, after a period of time you begin to come free from that and you get, and you get victory over that. But see, you're going to face that. And so this, this means that you need to understand where you stand. And if you know where you stand, then you have a security 
to withstand the onslaught of the enemy. The Paul says, Be not ignorant of this divine. And I, I prayed for a young man last night that's a very fine worker for God. And, and, and uh, God took tremendous things in his life, but a torment in his life. Well, I, I know what he's going through because I've grown through that. Where he's been, are completely destroyed, maybe for a period of time, and, uh, and uh, the devil called it tries to attack you and make you lose your doubt. But you're going to go through this as a believer, and do you need to understand this, or the person you work out of it? I thought I was saved, and here I've got these thoughts. And uh, and uh, and uh, I got these feelings. I got the end of Christ. Anybody ever tormented with that thought? Let me see your hand. Let me see it. Ever been the end of Christ? That goes to the tip. Can come from God as tormenting demons that seem to attack your mind and inflame your mind. Anybody ever have any doubts over God's work? Let me see your hand. Sure. That doesn't come from God. See, here's a book that's the most unusual book in all the world, and it's established over and over and over again in evidence after evidence after evidence, and there's no book like in the world. And yet the enemy, even after the Spirit, will try to go against you. Anybody ever have any fear? That comes from the pit. But you see, unless you understand what is happening, you have. You have uh, these things that come and you say, well, uh, you know, peace, uh, wonderful peace, and inside there's a, there's a raging inferno going on. What's going to happen? What about the father? And he's fired. That's what's going to happen to you. You're witnessing and you're fired. Your baby's going to starve to death. Your wife's going to die of frustration. Fine. <laughs> That's for the history. And so, we need to understand that thing of getting saved and becoming a child of God does not end the warfare. Are you with me? Okay, we're going to nail down. Uh, and I want to get into this because uh, perhaps this will help us more as we study the three thoughts in the, in the Word of God. Uh, and we're going to spend several weeks probably on these words uh, that will give you some understanding of uh, these three facets. Uh, words of redemption. These words are the world, the flesh, and the devil. Three different factors that are very distinctive that will help you give you some understanding uh, in, uh, in these things. We're going to deal with them one at a time. And the first word we want to deal with is the world. Uh, sometimes Christians uh, they get caught up in the lingo of Christianity and they say, what are you in the world? And somebody has come in and say, well, where are they now? <laughs> where does he think he is? He's, he's standing right here. <laughs> so we get caught up and we need to watch our language because it doesn't mean anything to a lot of people. Clarify that the three words that is, uh, that is used in the scripture for world one of these is a simple understanding word, it's just a world, as it is, a physical existing world, or a populated world. Then the second word that, uh, that is used is, uh, is a word that simply means the age, or span of time. The span of time. And then the third 
the word that we really want to come to grips with and use most frequently uh, in the New Testament is the word that means the order or the system. The word cosmos, the Greek word cosmos, K-O-S-M-O-S. Order or system. We three see three facets uh, in the temptation of the Lord Jesus. And uh, this will give us a little understanding uh, and a little deeper insight. The devil uh, took him up on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, Jump, because it is written, the, the God shall give his angels charge over thee, and they shall bear thee up lest thou bow uh, dash to your foot against a stone. Now, in this temptation, there's the, the presumptuous sin of making God your servant, drawing attention to your person. In other words, you demonstrate that you are a son of God by making God your servant, your own self-interest. It's a very subtle, a very dangerous tendency to do exactly that. And when man does that, he gets into what is uh, actually witchcraft. That's actually what he's working. When you try to make God your servant in the affairs of your own will and your own selfish desires and draw attention into that and you into the sin of the pride of life. Then, uh, and that has to do uh, incidentally with the world present world system. Then there's the problem with the flesh. This was dealt with uh, in the Lord Jesus when the devil said to him, Command these stones to be made bread if you are the Son of God. In other words, use your authority and power for the gratification of your own selfish interests. That's the operation, the manifestation of the flesh. Then, in the devil, we have the temptation where he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said to him, all these I'll give you if you fall down and worship me. And there's a temptation to deviate from the simple and single worship of God, which is uh, the sin of the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of the life. We have all these there in the temptation of the Lord Jesus. We'll get back, we'll have to go a little bit later, but just to give us a little groundwork that'll uh, let us in. Right, let's deal with this word world, cosmos. Literally the order of the system or the arrangement of the present world system that is centered on man. Man is at its center. Present world order, system of things as they are, centered in, demonstrated through and manifested concerning man's person and his being. That is the way of nature, hostile to God. I don't care whether it's in the arts, in the music, uh, in the business, in the religious, in the social, in the political, it's this present order of this present world centers on man. Centers on man. 
under the sway of Satan, and it is hostile to God. Cosmos, the present world system. These are the complex of ideas and ideals that govern men who belong to this world in this ethical thing. Has to do with moral standards, has to do with family structures, has to do with our religious posture. And the moment we are born again, we receive a new nature, we trigger, and that hostility is made manifest, and we trigger that conflict between the world of flesh and the devil. Are you listening to me? That conflict is triggered when we are born again, when we become God's child. There was only somebody that got saved, and they said, you know, before I got saved, um, I didn't have any trouble uh, uh, getting a job or keeping one. Can't understand it. Before I got saved, this, before I got saved, that, before I got saved. And so uh, what they're describing is the triggering of this conflict between this present world system. See, I have, uh, I, used to, uh, I used to solicit uh, when I was uh, uh, opposed to what I had, but there was immediate, there was a conflict. They could feel and I could feel. That conflict was there and it was an operation. They didn't understand and I didn't understand. They wanted my product, but there's just a conflict.
it's, uh, it's because of uh, something God is doing. Brother Kimar. Because we have polarized this world in the religious system. As long as you don't polarize, no problem, Bill. <laughs> Yeah, but see, the, the, the thing that you that you find that uh, is this uh, the project thing is that it's the religious world that he polarizes things. Uh, has an impact, and so the story's out uh, that he's a homo. Helped along by the local clergy, of course. Greg Johnson goes to Yuma, starts making an impact. He's a Cosmos, Colossians 2.8. I want somebody over here. 
Rob Kennard and Margaret uh, Gober, first down 519. I want somebody here, brother. Call his name all day, I think. Yeah, yeah the shark stuff. First down 215 and 16. Down 7 7. Uh, down 7 7. Right? Okay, let's have those scriptures. The cosmos, this present world system that has at the center of man. Caution, really. The, the great move of our day is humanism and philosophy under the guise of Christianity. People come to and in the past years, is the, is the great numbers of people. I couldn't understand this for many years that would that would come into our churches. And, uh, and they, they, they belong to supposedly gospel preaching churches. At least their, their historical creed is that they preach the gospel. And in one service, they're come and send that church, and their hand will go up for salvation. They got to understand what are they preaching? Simple gospel and conviction of the Holy Spirit. And these people, their hands go up. They want to get saved. What they're preaching is philosophy and vain deceit. They're simply speaking words that make people feel religious. They're talking about redemption, but not experiencing it. They're talking about salvation, but no reality. They're using religious words and philosophy, humanism, and uh, manipulation of people's persons, generally under the, under the various systems or mechanisms of modern psychology. Well, you get no psychology here. It's gospel. Salvation is reading. Okay, first John five, nineteen. The whole world lieth in wickedness. First John two, fifteen and sixteen. Now this is the present system. Let me stop there. Read that scripture again, sister. There's two conflicting positions. We know that we are of God. The person who's saved knows they're saved. You don't know you're saved, and he gets saved. When a baby's born, it's born. So it's born, it's not born. Why Jesus used that scripture, John 3, catching Jesus, there's no way to get around it. If it's born, there's life. Not born, there's no life. It's still birth. That certificate put in the grave. It's all finished. No longer even a quarter. Okay, there's two positions. We know that we are not. But the world, this present world system, it has life in wickedness. And you say, oh, now, pastor, we've got the PTA. 
Parent Teachers Association. Educational institutions. Right? United Nations. Right? Okay. But the world lies in wickedness. Okay, let's go on to another. First John 2, 15 and 16.
I give you my whole weekend. I'll bless you that. <laughs> Say, why do you say that? Because I have experience. He's an unsafe for a weakest man. It's what I said last week. I'd, I'd rather do business with a sinner on the street than an unsaved religious man or woman. I've never been ripped off this side of my life as I have by church people that are unsaved. The guy comes out and, uh, and uh, does these things, so they said, okay, we just shut the PA off. So they go on preaching. So they go on preaching, and, and I heard kids walking in the street, milling in the street, jumping on cars. Drinking beer, you know, and, but they can't see any of this. It's television. And so here's a kid that step out and give a crap to somebody to stop like, I'm on a river, get out on my bus, you know, I bust a whole bunch of you if I see anybody else out in the street. See, this world system is in anti Christ. And don't you forget it. Many of you think, see, this is why nobody gets me about the community being excited about what we are doing. See, there we're going through two, three periods where there's the community recognition, see, and, and, and people who don't know the gospel, they say, well, you know, we need the community recognition. When you get community recognition, you're in trouble. Beware. When men speak well of you, for so spake they of the false prophets which were before you. I'm not here to win Laurel. Uh, uh, we are not here to make everybody feel good. To make sure the educational system of press can think that we're doing a good work. When they think we're doing a good work, it means our kids are not witnessing in school. Putting any book reports about the second coming of Jesus. Nobody's taking public speaking and preaching the gospel. Nobody's passing track. Nobody's working for Christ when they think we're doing a good work. Okay? First John 4, 4. Second Timothy 4, 10. Or it's hard to keep the preaching this morning. <laughs> Demas has forsaken me, having loved this, this present evil world. This world system, this world's rewards, this world's politics, this world's religions, this world's economic system, this world's structure of society is evil, it is against the gospel, and you should never forget it. Friend. It will never be your friend. <coughs> any question along about that?
doctor and I did become too man centered, I get nervous. The whole bag of relational theology. Love yourself. Accept yourself. Learn to love yourself. Relational theology. Everything flows on uh, you're okay, I'm okay. I love you, you love me. You're okay, I'm okay. You're good, I'm good. We're going to reach over and nibble each other there a little and say, Jesus just loves you. Everything's neat. It's cool. Everything is relational. Well, that's not God's theology, I'll tell you that. There's masses of books, caves by the time. Whole sweet that it is not God. Not God oriented, not the gospel. Coming modern psychology and gospel word. See, this is this is over in Southern California. He's got a TV program and he's going back right now. Not himself. Well, friends, some of you need to get down there. Hey, I love you. Thank you. 
inside the family. We had peace in this home before you went to the four square church. Now you just come with eternal holiday. You don't have it. Well, we have to understand that this is what happened. Wife gets saved, wants to live for God. Husband says, oh, bro, yeah, I'll take all the money. I'll run off for the kids. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do this. I'll do that. And wife, she, what happened? No problem. You got saved. He just stay saved. Did you ever been bringing that dirty bird around? Look him in the eye, love him, baby apple pies, kill him with love, and serve God. Tell him you're not going to hell with it. You baby him apple pies and love him, and he can just go straight on to hell, but you're going to go to heaven. Amen. Live for God. Well, where do they go? How they might. Well, let's move on. Get nervous again. Okay, Christians are separated from this present world system. James 1.27, over here. Brother Steve Culver. 1 Corinthians 2.12. Uh, Rob. Everybody over here, Luke 8.14. Brother uh, Van Dyke, Luke 8.14. John 8.23. Uh, Bob Swope. Christians are separated from this present world system. There is a separation. We're commanded to be separate. We are in fact separate. And we're commanded to stay separate from. This doesn't mean that we go off and hide in a nunnery. That we go live in a cave uh, like a guru. But it simply means that in our spirit, in our morals, in our decisions, in our actions, we are separate from and separated from. James 1.27. Uh, uh, Pure religion and undefiled is James it all, three facets, and one is to keep himself unspotted from the world. You might as well know that I'm not, uh, I'm not a fan of the present Hollywood Christianity. Where you get Jesus in your back, put him in, and then you sit and take it. The big buck. I'm not buying it. It's not real. Time will prove, and it's already proving, that it's not genuine. Any true Christian that was going to Vegas except uh, take his money and put a flavor of righteousness on the filth that goes on in that place is not of God. Time will prove the fact. God says, come out from among them and be ye separate. It's costly to be a Christian. That's what the whole problem is. It costs money to be a Christian. It costs hard dollars. Have all kinds of entertainers in the world today. We've even been in contact with them. They'll come to the room for thirty-five hundred dollars a shot. Quite a bit of money. And if you really, really got a program going, just that fifteen hundred. This servant Jesus. Amen. Just give my life to God. I'll serve Him. Yeah, I'll come for $1,500. Yeah. 
fellow, uh, he spent, uh, he spent 18 minutes promoting his program, selling books and tapes, and he spent 15 minutes preaching what he purported to be the gospel, which was no gospel at all, but was actually more of the same, uh, with a little slang. And here were people gathered to hear the life-changing miracle power of God.